0: Welcome to a brand new episode, my lovely friends. I'm here showing up for episode 12. Did you know that most podcasts fail before the 12th episode? So I've really been looking forward to this episode. And it's a special episode because I am podcasting directly from my bed. Usually, right now, I'm like getting into bed and probably about falling asleep, but I've just, I felt really inspired and I'm really like answering my inspirational callings. I've been listening to this amazing book called Meant for More by Lisa Sasevich, and she really has been teaching me how to embrace these inspired moments with action because right in life we don't always feel inspired most of the time in fact like today I felt freaking overwhelmed I went from actually the last day of my kids school we're on freaking summer break Ah, I've done it I've homeschooled my kids for two years which is like kind of unbelievable but I'm so freaking proud of myself and I'm so proud of my kids that they persevered and There's been many tears and angry moments and like epiphany awe moments and like heart melting moments and all of like the mixed emoji faces. And then my daughter has been struggling with some sort of like an ankle and a foot injury and it was kind of a sad bummer week for her because it was also the last week of her team's volleyball practice and... She was so sweet. Like, we made our dream boards in January, and one of her dreams that she wanted to create was a friend, like a local friend that she could hang out with, and she had made this girlfriend in soccer, and they were just like friends, just, hi, how are you, goodbye, and then the same girl, out of like 30 girls, the same lovely girl, let's call her Molly, And she was in Junie's freaking volleyball and she actually got to play with her. There was this like local night at the recreation center for like kids to run around and get crazy, like 88 kids to just get crazy from 5.30 p.m. until 9.30 p.m. And her friend Molly was there and she was so excited. And this week she was going to ask her for her phone number so they could have like some play dates this summer. And today was the last practice and she didn't get to do that. And so at bedtime, I'm putting the vibe out with her. And I said, let's just imagine that you are playing with Molly and that she's coming over to our house and you're going over to her house. (sighs) But in the overwhelm of all of that, like I took her to the urgent care to get some freaking x-rays and luckily her ankle's not broken but we spent two hours just like waiting and paperwork and blah and waiting and x-raying and feeling her foot and all the things and still there's no conclusion but my little junie bee is on crutches with a gimpy foot and it was really amazing of her because on mother's day it was sunday mother's day happy mother's day to all of the lovely mothers and honoring I'm honoring and acknowledging you and all you do and my lovely daughter like asked everyone asked mama what do you want to do for mother's day and I said well it'd be nice to go out for one meal and then go for a lovely hike I just wanted to connect in nature with my family so we went out to breakfast at our favorite local breakfast plate place and I got yummy yummy food and I had a delicious almond milk latte with cinnamon sprinkles and honey and it was a great morning the kids were like trying their best not to fight with each other and i've been a mama for 12 years now and my husband and i usually don't do presents like sometimes they'll buy me a flower pot but this year he got me a 90 minute massage like a gift certificate and i'm really excited because i'm going to freaking cash that in because i have not had a massage since I was pregnant with Jack for a prenatal massage eight years ago. Isn't that crazy? Oh, but where I was getting at with this story was that Junie didn't say anything about her ankle and her foot hurting her. So she proceeds to come with the family on the hike that is about a four point something mile hike. We go, we get there, everyone's hiking, the boys kind of... Rex takes off with the boys a little bit faster and Junie and I are are, you know we're just like chilling going at our own pace and I notice that she's kind of limping and then we start talking about her foot and she proceeds to tell me how bad her foot is hurting and she said but mommy I didn't want to ruin your mother's day because this is your day and you wanted to go for a hike so I just decided I would be fine. And so she's, like, living more and more. And we get only, like, luckily, maybe, like, one-sixth of the way into the hike. And finally, like, I'm just noticing that she's struggling and having a very hard time. So we sit down together, and then I tell her to wait in this lovely spot that has all of this, like, rock dust off from, like, rock that looks like sand. And we, like, play in the sand for a while. And I love sand and earth, like... It brings me back to my inner child. Like I am that creep who will pick up sand and like lick it and crunch it between my teeth. Like there's something just like so freaking gratifying about that. And I told Junie, just sit and stay here. And I start trying to run up like this super steep, like freaking 45% grade. And there's all these like man-made stairs. And I'm like panting further and further. And I just get up and I'm like. There's no way I'm going to catch up to them and I feel weird leaving Junie alone so I come all the way back down like kind of switch backy all the way down where Junie's playing and we just sit there and have like a lovely time and people pass us for like 20 or 30 minutes I try to call Rex but no service and then I just figure, you know what he's gonna just figure it out that we didn't go up and it will be fine and I tell Junie, I'm like, okay, so what we need to do is I'm going to carry you on my back to get you down because she's already injured and she's having a hard time walking. Well, in the meanwhile, Junie weighs like 95 pounds, I would say, maybe 100. She's about, what, five foot four? And I have my water pack with a 3-liter freaking bladder on that I put and loop my arms through so it's like a big pregnant belly boobs in front of me. Junie has her backpack with 2.5 liters and her on my back and so on Mother's Day I rock it old school like super freaking mom because you just do what you do and I squat down and I get her up and I have all of my mala bracelets on. And I realized that I'm trying to grab her butt from back behind me. And I like loop my hand like back (laughs) and grab. And then I have to take off my bracelets. Junie wears them for me so I'm not like gouging my wrists out. And I proceed to just bust booty and just be like, I pretended like I was in the army and I was like carrying somebody who was injured. And it was so funny because when I was in sixth grade, my daughter's age, my class, one of my classes, went for a hike at Horsetooth, and I remember it was really hard, and I twisted my ankle like pretty bad, but not so bad that I couldn't walk like I probably could have walked, but I never did stuff like that. I was not in shape. I was not very athletic, and I told my teacher that I couldn't walk anymore, that my ankle was so sprained, and I think I like started crying because I was stressed out, and I didn't want to do the rest of the hike. <laughs> this is my karma. This is where I'm getting at. Is that one of the teachers somehow got some sort of like a stroller and they put me in it and ran walked me down the freaking hike and I just like kind of tuned back into that energy and was like oh my gosh somebody did this for me with a giant sixth grader kid like Junie has size 10 feet I had size nine like I was a big like tall girl and so is she and it's just really so that was like my whole mama's story about my daughter just being like the world's greatest, most amazing daughter. And now she's like completely injured herself. But we're doing other things to help her with her healing. We're doing the whole rice method and all the things. And we're, we're working on healing and healing her foot. And so that was kind of a long story. But I wanted to talk about like the spiritual practice of yoga and that I'm in my 300 hour yoga teacher training. And this is something that like, I think a lot of us have these, this misperception about yoga and how yoga is like, we think of yoga and like, I don't know, just think of like what first comes to your mind. Like when I first thought about taking my 200 hour yoga teacher training, I thought I was going to learn yoga poses and how to teach a yoga class. And what I learned is that that's just like a sliver of the pie. Like one of my old teachers, she was my meditation and philosophy instructor. And she taught me that our whole class, I would say not just me, but something that just stuck was like yoga is this pie. And asana, the movement portion is just like the sliver. It's like one eighth of the pie. And the rest of it is just, it's more of like this whole like spiritual practice And, right, a lot of yogis do, like, have, like, the goal, like, towards enlightenment. And at first, I thought that was my goal. But that's not anymore. Like, my world and life and emotional state and spiritual practice has, like, shifted and evolved. And to me, like, yoga is the practice of, like, getting to know myself, of understanding myself, of holding space for myself. It's, like, it's not how I show up on the mat that matters the most right because like what are we gonna do with the other freaking like it's almost spring summertime where I live like the other 12 hours of daylight in the day right it's like our spiritual practice and I feel like my perception of my spiritual practice just like with anything is like expanding and growing and shifting and I know for me like my spiritual practice It just is with me all day, every day. It's not just with, like, those moments when I actually do sit on my meditation cushion or when I'm on my yoga mat. It's actually, like, the moments when I am waking up in the middle of the night to go pee and my gratitude practice just, like, subconsciously starts playing in my mind. Or, like, when you wake up and you remember your dream. I really do believe that, like, our dream state is, like, our spirit connecting with us and even in those moments of like nightmares it's like our dreams are like doing their best to be like wake up like pay attention to your life like what is life giving me over and over that I am not open to seeing even though it can be hard like it can be a really hard practice to acknowledge our dreams it's been something that I have been being more mindful of over the last two years is my dreams and like again using that as like a spiritual practice or you can use you know that subconscious state right before we're about to fall asleep to just ask our dreams or our guides our spirit guides guardian angels or your god or whatever it is that you believe in like for guidance like I need guidance towards this thing right like sometimes we have big questions that we're feeling so torn between like our head and our heart and I think that asking our dream state or spirit or the divine or the universe like for guidance towards that can be really helpful because for me I know I get so stuck sometimes in my ego and my analytical mind and it's really hard it's like I don't know which way to go like for about freaking like three months before my I signed up for this yoga teacher training I was like so just like absorbed in like what do I need to do? Like, I'm really interested in sound healing. Like I need to get my sound healing crystal bowls and I need to get my Reiki masters drumming um, certification. And I was actually thinking about becoming a yoga like therapist, like this, like kind of like spiritual emotional therapist, which was so cool. But then in the midst of like all of this searching, I was finding myself feeling like, It wasn't that I really, I I think I did, like, I always want to grow and learn things, but it was like, it was deeper, like at a deeper emotional level. It was like, I wasn't feeling I was good enough or I was worthy enough, like as I was, as I am. And it was just through this like amazing talk with my sister, which again, it's like another spiritual practice is how we show up and communicate with the people that we love or even the people who drive us crazy like that on its own is like a spiritual practice and learning how to we respond versus react like that is for me has been like this huge like life meditation and spiritual practice of like being freaking mindful and aware of the way i am responding because most of the time i catch myself reacting really quick, especially to my kids when we do homeschool, when everyone's just being crazy or goofy, because my kids, like my boys especially, love to be goofballs, which sometimes I'm like so grateful that they're feeling like carefree and fun, and others it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, let's just focus and get our school done, so then you can play and have the day. And I noticed for like the last six weeks, I've been kind of just like a really big anger ball. And just like freaking out and lashing out on everything that they do. And I just feel like I've been kind of like the school meanie tyrant. Like everyone's had that mean teacher. I feel like I turned into that mean teacher. And honestly, in just the last, like, it's been about three weeks. This was the third week where I... it was like this moment I was sitting with Milo and I think he just like started breaking down crying and then I thought oh my god like I'm being so mean to him because he doesn't understand something like chill out Shelly and respond to him and like treat him as if like you were a child sitting here and I did and it's been like not perfect but I would say I have like checked myself like 70% more of being more of a reactor than a responder and being more like grounded and clear-minded like it's been again like this amazing spiritual practice to like notice myself and notice the way that I'm being and then this is like shifting to my relationship with my husband like we honestly if you've been following along with my journey like we were doing really bad a few months ago like four months ago now and like talking about separating and all this yucky like divorce even and we were not loving each other and just being nasty tyrants and I like it was like a week ago and he is a business owner and he's been just really struggling and being so stressed out and He told me that he feels just like a cranky old man. He's getting ready to turn 40 next week, which is crazy because I met him when he was 20 years old. (laughs) He's getting ready to turn 40. I've known him for 20 years. And it was just like this moment where I just, I could finally feel like my ego, like letting down my shield. And I was like connecting with my husband on a heart level, which sounds so like, obvious like that I always should do that but my another spiritual practice that I am working at my friends is not shooting on myself that I'm just like allowing myself to be and he was just like really stressed out and I did hair for a long time and I, I've always cut his hair for the last 20 years and he was looking like a scraggly old like woodsy man and he said like that whole comment about I just feel like a cranky old man and then I was I was like joking fun I was like maybe it's because you look like a cranky old man because he's all like burly beard and just long scruffy hair and you know when it gets so long on their neck that the neck hairs just like start crinkling down and they just kind of look like a a garby old man and then he was like that's not really nice but actually kind of true and then he giggled and it was 8:45, which usually I would be getting in bed And I was like, you know what, babe? Um, Oh, no, he came out and he said, what do you think? Could you give me a neck trim? And I at first was like a neck trim. No, I want to go to bed. I want to go lay in bed and read my books and do my affirmations. And then I just could feel his energy that he like really needed that. And I did, I gave him a haircut and he just like opened up to me and how he's been so stressed out and just not processing things. And I just had this like heart connection and we've been like best friends. Like we haven't been best friends. I can tell you in like 15 years, honestly, like, and I just feel like he's my best friend right now in the past week. Like I connected with his heart and I we're just like being friends again. Like, how is that? So something that we lost being friends with my freaking husband and it's been again like such this amazing spiritual practice of like allowing myself permission to connect with him on a heart level instead of like this ego filled part of me which I'm sure it will come and go but right now I'm really grateful that I am giving myself permission to connect with my husband and right I think There's so much to a spiritual practice, but I think beside all of like, obviously like meditation is a huge part of our spiritual practice, but we have to learn how to show up in our lives like as our spiritual practice and part of mine, too, is a gratitude practice, which... I, you know this about me if you've been listening by now, or if you follow me on Awaken You Healing Center with Shelly, that was used to be for the past four years, Yoga Bliss with Shelly. That gratitude will change our lives. It shifts so much. Gratitude is this high vibration feeling thought that is, I feel like, the core, the foundation of our spiritual practice. And it starts with as simple as journaling. I am grateful. I am grateful. I am grateful. Like I do this with my kids. We've been doing it every day, every day for this entire school year. And they. my daughter loves it. My boys off and on complain, but it's just like a habit. And this is the thing about maybe even like this isn't as much our spiritual practice, but just Realizing, like, what are our habits? Maybe even, but maybe this is like a good question to ask ourselves is what are my practices or my habits around my spirituality? Like, do I give myself permission to be grateful? Do I think what I'm grateful for? Like, when I'm laying in bed at the end of the night, like, ask yourself this question What is going through the screen of my mind? Is it all my worries, my fears, my doubts? Like, how I fucked up today like how I'm a bad mom I'm not doing things right or do you get to sit there and absorb all of your accomplishments like say thank you for showing up today give yourself gratitude like I go through everything I'm grateful for and I'm grateful for you pillow I'm grateful for you cozy bed and something when I'm really struggling that I say actually I say it all the time but it's that I'm so happy and grateful now that the only thing I get to do right now is rest like I have no agendas no timelines I get to take this time to rest in the calm and peaceful darkness like how amazing is that and that on its own my friends can change like our freaking lives, like, because the way and the vibration that we put ourselves in before we rest is the state that will subconsciously follow with us, right, in our dream state, going deep, 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 or into our subconscious mind, and then when we wake up, like, I freaking challenge you, so your self-care practice is, right, your self-care practice is, is a gratitude practice at bedtime and in the morning and whether it's writing or just putting your hand on your hearts like when all the lights are turned off the sheets are turned down like kids are in bed maybe my husband's always off doing what he does and he drives me nuts like he likes to fall asleep watching tv which is something that's so bad for you and I just I can't control things like that with him like whatever I let that go I'm in here and it's my gratitude practice. And so I leave you with your self-care practice, like of your spiritual practice. So, and maybe it's for you just choosing maybe of everything we've kind of chatted about, like how can you bring your spiritual practice like into your daily life, into your relationship with yourself, which is one of those things that, a lot of us don't really talk about we don't explore or even discuss like our inner talk or the way that we're treating ourselves or how we're feeling deep deep inside maybe few people go to like a therapist or a counselor somebody who they share their shit with but how often do you share your shit and your real truth with like the people in your daily life like that on its own is such a spiritual practice like Communicating like fully and completely from your heart, like exposing yourself, all of the pain, like letting all of the rawness out. Because I think that we do have like such this misperception, like especially with now a day and age with like social media and people like their happy posts and like bright and colory things. Like I even see people that I know that I know who they really are, and then I see their posts on social media. And I'm like, "Mm, she's not actually like sharing like 100% her authentic self. And that's her journey. And I send her love. But I know for me, like one of my spiritual practices and one of my goals of like being on social media is to freaking just like be myself truly and completely. And right. So it's like, that's another thing is that you could maybe kind of testing the waters is like put a really authentic post and I know that I do have like maybe one or two people that I do know who are just like raw and their heart centers. Maybe even I have like a handful of people that I know that like post their shit and are awesome. Like it's it's amazing. Like I actually blog for this community called the We Spot and that is like a space where the women the writers I'm one of them where we are like raw and vulnerable so like if you're like craving kind of like some deeper connections with women or just reading more and being a community you can go over to it's called the we w-e the we spot s-p-o-t and I have some really vulnerable and like heart-centered blogs on there that are like awesome and like that is a space where if social media feels like you're like Jam your tribe of people, but you want to like. This is what I get for podcasting late is that my husband walked in and he's taking a shower. He's been actually working on our fireplace. I'm really excited because we've had three carbon monoxide leaks in our house. This is a sidetrack, obviously, and we got a new fireplace. And we had to rip down our old tile and we have had a bare, naked, exposed, framed fireplace for like six weeks. And my husband's working on that and it's like 10 o'clock at night. So, ha, ha, ha. I just want to say I am so grateful for you and, and allowing me to like be here and hold this space for you and holding this space back for me. Like, I just I love you. And thank you. Thank you for helping support me. And please. Head over to iTunes and leave Awaken You with Shelly Bon a five-star rating and a review. And again, I just, I encourage you, like one of my goals of actually podcasting is sharing like my, these self-care practices. And I just, again, I want you to explore what you like every day spiritual practices. Like, and maybe out of all of those things, like those were a lot of stories and things that I do. And sometimes it can feel like a lot but just for you, it's like what is one tangible thing that today you can start like now right after this right that gratitude practice I always feel like is such an easy reach, and you can just start with like three I'm grateful, I'm grateful I'm grateful, or it's that just like noticing like that one has been really like a game changer for me is like noticing the way I'm responding and reacting and I'm just I'm going to throw this in there because I'm learning about like our energy bodies, right? We have these seven energy centers in our bodies. And when we're talking about like in our energy bodies where like our karma gets stuck, my instructor was like guiding us on like our karma is like a circle. So if we're always responding or reacting to someone the same way, our karmic loop for that thing is closed. So we're going to keep hitting that same loop and it's just going to start just keep going around and around. And we're going to just be frustrated and angry and overwhelmed and anxiety. And it's just going to keep coming back to us that karma in the same way. Like I'm talking about, like for me, like the way I'm responding, reacting to my kids school, it's like the same, it's the same, but I've been choosing to like respond. And it's like, slowly we can open the karmic loop and that karmic loop creates some space. And once that loop get some space because we're responding or reacting differently, that karmic loop can kind of expand and go up. And then it starts the energy from that karma starts to spiral. And then from that spiral, we're creating new energy. We're like being open to new experiences to like move us forward in our lives and our energetic purpose and even like our spiritual purposes, right? It's like Really amazing! It gives me like goosebumps all over. So I just love that. I loved learning about that, and I'm really excited because I'm going to be sharing more about what I'm learning with all of these like energy bodies. And I've known quite a bit about them, but I just I'm learning so much more. And the Sanskrit and the healing mantras, like all of these different chakras, I'm learning how to say them. And actually, like speaking Sanskrit is so much different than English. Like there's just different shas shas chakra I used to say chakra but it's actually chakra chakra and I'm saying it correctly now so I love you my beautiful sisters and just know that I'm right here and I'm doing the work with you and I'm just holding your hand along this journey and please you can also find like I'm sharing my heart and all of this extra love on YouTube on my awaken you healing center with Shelly And I just did a yoga class that was awesome. It was a detox class because I actually am going to start teaching a live yoga at the park in Estes Park, which I'm really freaking stoked about. I haven't taught in person to people like other than like private sessions with my girlfriends or my sisters in two years. And I got to teach nine people and there was three men in there. And I usually get like intimidated by men, but it was like really opening me and expanding me that like men can be yogis too. And men are like open and amazing. And it was really an incredible experience, like to just like re-teach and be with people and connect with people and like really expanding the way I teach. So, ah, so many things. I love you, my friends. And again, like, please subscribe, please like you can follow me on Instagram, Awaken you Bond, and I'm also on Facebook, Shelly Bond, just sharing my journey and showing up. I love you. I'm grateful for you, and I will be back here hanging out with you next week, my beautiful sisters. I love you.